Welcome, one, welcome all to yet another episode of Two Thumbs Undecided. Undecided. Oh, um, what was what was that sound? Who is that? That hello? is the that? hello. This is the second um, host, Zachary Junkin Ferguson. Hmm. Um, uh, what is the origin of the the, the name Junkin? Thank you. Now, I just want to say, oh, wait, uh, who are you, sir? <laughs> Sorry, I just, who are you? I'm Zachary Duncan uh, Ferguson. Who the, who the, excuse my French, but lay hell are you? Hmm. Well, I don't speak French, so I don't know what you said, but um, I, my name is Sam Ferguson. I don't have a middle name. Actually, I do have a middle name. Uh, what, is just it named say... after a famous African-American actor who may or may not have been in a certain Goodfellas? Goodfellas? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is. Of course, I'm talking about um, Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe Joseph, uh Jordan Pesci, when he was actually blackface for a hot sec. Yeah, not, there's not a, a deleted, good move. There's a bad not deleted a good move. scene. Not really. You know, you know, I actually was watching um, Mean Streets. Yes. The other day, this isn't going to be my movie that I saw. Actually, I don't think I've even really seen a movie this week. Um. I don't know. It's been a busy week. But anyways, I was watching Mean Streets the other day. That movie is fairly, like, racist and, like, sexist and kind of just creepy. No, I, like, honestly. They, they I, say I, I the thought... N-word several times really? in that fairly. Ooh. Like, there's this one scene where this person is 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 going off about how, um, like, oh, I just met this girl. She's, like, so out and everything. And then the guy's just like, you know, I saw him kissing a N-word. Well, and I then guess... and then it's, and then they're just like oh oh, and then they're all just like oh, and then it's like a bash. Mm. Well, I guess. And I was like, you why, know, that makes why is you. Scene? I mean, it. I I guess really the argument is just like that is how it is, but well, yeah, I always like... feel like the 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 per- like I don't know. I mean, also my the protagonist my only take, was also, I don't know. My only take Go on ahead. the whole like that that culture is through the cinema and. Uh, they were fairly pretty racist in Sopranos as well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I can see. But both it makes you wonder. I wonder if I, Quentin, I wonder if uh, Martin Scorsese at some point was like a racist. But of course, moving to L.A. opened his eyes up to the world. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, again, I I think his he always has like his the characters he has are always i think it always makes up for it when your your characters are being depicted as bad people and if they're like that's when i'm like okay that's fine like they are they're not great people but in that movie the hero harvey cartel was kind of being played as like this godly angel person Ugh. apparently so that it's was kind something of like, to uh, that, that was kind of a big thing in like indie movies in the uh town like that happened a little bit in, uh, I think, um, uh, sec- not seconds, but um, Shadows. Which, by the way... Oh, well, that's just... Uh... I know I've said this on other podcasts, but Shadows is one of the greatest indie films I have ever seen. Yeah, I, don't I know, agree. Like, I think... It's so weird whenever I watched like, anything before Taxi Driver. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what can it map? Or, I guess... Uh... Means like yeah. so. Mean Streets to me is Boxcar a, Bertha. Ugh, I've tried watching that so many times. Um, and speaking of Martin Scorsese, my film news is that mm-hmm. the uh, weighted release of 
The Irishman came yeah. out. Yeah. There's a few trailers that came out. Um, Irishman, which looks good, I guess. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of de-aging Scottish going man. on. Uh, I feel it, there's also a photo of, um, like, behind-the-scenes photo of, like, they gave him, like, giant uh, Is he stilts what? to stand on. Like, his shoes are really made oh, like the soles are a lot bigger so he looks taller my roommate was talking about that as well yeah i see the thing it's i kind noticed of a funny... that i i actually did notice was his de-aged face there's just something yeah. about cgi faces that there's just a glimmer to them that it's, doesn't it's a little but i will say i think maybe i'm bi- i'm like i'm finally biased on this because i was not perturbed by it for some reason I mean, I didn't notice until I saw, like, I, I didn't even, until I saw, like, the memes and stuff about it on, on Twitter. I also forgot, um, oh, I don't want to see those memes. I don't want, it's it, it's like my, like a son. Uh, no, I do like memes, but usually memes are never, like, a nice meme or whatever. Uh, I, I was trying to think, Sam, of, like, other trailers that came out, and the trailer for Lighthouse came out. And yeah, that's the other one I'm talking about. I am so, I am I'm very excited to see that. Like well, the way that Willem Dafoe was talking definitely seemed super crazy, uh, creepy. Like, why don't you spill your veins? <laughs> Shit! Now this, there we go. Yeah, I um. Why don't you spill your veins? You always, you always let just latch onto a phrase that they say in a trailer, and that's like, you won't even watch the film. You'll just well, take a, a line that they say in the trailer, and that's that's how you are with uh. Uh, what's it called? Um, if Beale Street could talk, the only thing you know about that film is that the one guy says, uh, I, hope, "I hope it's a boy." I hope that's all you know about it. I hope it is all you know about it. Well, but no, I mean, this is one no. of those strange incidences with with uh, um, Lighthouse that I've actually seen the movie. Um, being in Cannes, if you guys look back on our uh, one of our older videos when I went to Cannes. You can hear my immediate thoughts about it. Sam just complaining um, about Paris almost the entire time. <laughs> that was my yeah, take I on did. that episode. You're just like, <laughs> it's like an old man in Paris. Like, these lines are too long. It's wet or something yeah, like no, that. No, 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 no. I'm giving, I gave them the reality of Cannes. Because okay. too many times people are just like, oh, it's Cannes. It's the best thing. I gave them the damn dirty truth. And I'm standing by that. But okay, going back to Lighthouse, it's yeah. it's interesting because I just had no, I didn't have a trailer. I had no context whatsoever, literally besides the one photo. That's like the one photo everyone sees of just no, them standing this, in front of the lighthouse. That was the only thing I knew about it. So like going into it, I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea he was doing this accent. I had nothing. Well, so the, thing, I think, the thing about your review of the movie, you said it was super violent. Yeah. And it does not, for some, like, it's so weird to think that this is going to be a violent movie. It's uh, kind of a violent it's, film. Because it's just two dudes. I you... think the reason why I said that is as soon as I left the theater, I was with these two other, the two other women, and they did not, that's what their takeaway was. It was like, they were just like, there's so many films here at Cannes that are just about, like, just about like like they were more just like upset about how it seems to be mostly focused on like white men at Cannes, which is true. Uh-huh. And like this film was like no exception. 
Wow, this it was is kind literally of just, about two men, right? I mean, yeah. So it's I about two men. So I don't think it was. I mean, it's not horror. It's not like it is a little. I don't know. I I think it's if you liked Midsummer, Midsummer, you'll like this. It's See, like a mind fuck. It's, it's like, like a mental mind fuck. And I know you didn't like it, but no, I think no, no, it takes... I didn't dis. Uh, you know what? I keep thinking that if I keep saying that if a movie does not wow me, that I hate it. No, I just, I just, I liked it. It just was not. Um... But it takes that and takes out all of the like the drug part of it, uh-huh. which I think was one of the things that you and I both were kind of just like, this is too much, like drug, like I, I just feel like I'm on shrooms in a bad way. Uh-huh. And uh, this takes, there's none of that. It's like not at all trippy. It's more just of a mind fuck in general. So I, I think you'll like it. I'll think you'll, I think you'll it like looks it. Really I, I'm fun. excited to watch it again. I'm gonna also, add- the other. I'm also, the other trailer it. that came out. Yes. Oh, god. Well, I was gonna the say. The other trailer. Uh, oh well, what I was gonna say was when I go to see this movie, I'm gonna dress up like a shoresman, and I'm gonna eat uh. nothing but beans. And then, oh, oh when and he then says, you're gonna drop it. Yeah, no. When he says, "Why don't you spill your beans?" I'm gonna like go, oh, and then drop. I'm gonna spill my beans. <laughs> and the usher. What if gonna... this movie turns into like the room? As like all these people have <laughs> these things to do. Spill the beans. Spill, spill the, beans. the beans. Everyone's just like. <laughs> people have like giant cans of beans. They're just spilling on each other. Like, <laughs> Someone walks in with like a like a bean. <laughs> like a, uh, Someone with a giant bean. Not, or like, like, like a, a bean bag. Of, like a can of beans. Oh, and oh, you yeah. can sit. Oh, I hope. I want to watch this at Row House on their beanie bag chairs. Oh, they have those. The other, the other um, trailer that just came out today was this movie by Sam Mendes, which oh, is confusing to... because I thought he was Sean Mendes, which is that one singer, Teen Idol person. Teen Idol. Uh, he's you know he's the next hot singer guy of the next month. You know, hot. He's been hot. Yeah, is he? Anyways, um, did like he? Anyway, Sam Mendes did American Beauty. He's right. he's been around. Um, yes. And it's called 1917, and I am so excited because it is basically Saving Private Ryan meets Dunkirk. It like looks like Dunkirk, but it's kind of the same premise of Saving Private Ryan, but set set in World War One. So it's like a brother has to, but it's like a brother has to go into enemy territory to tell his brother something, and that's kind but of the whole premise. Do we not know what he has to tell him? Yeah, we do. They, uh, it's basically you have to tell him to not attack, or else eighteen or like eighty thousand people are gonna die oh. or something. Oh. So it's like it's like a big. You have to tell your brother. Yeah. So it's like a big you thing. Got to tell your brother. Don't but it's spill really good. the beans. Um, but um, yeah. Cumberbatch. So those are the big trailers, and he's also in that. Yeah. No. That's. You think I was just saying Benedict Cumberbatch for no reason? Yeah, I actually didn't know why you were saying that. Uh, I'm just going to say it, another random name. Richard Madden. Who? Richard Madden. Oh. Or Dick Madden, as he mm. likes to be called. He's, uh, is, he's, there any he, other, uh, is there any other film news going on? Uh, not film news. Well, um, I just found out. So Robert Patterson, Pat, Pattins, Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, he is blowing up up my friend like it's so weird that the two main stars from twilight have moved on to become like the darling stars of everything and i gotta just say for the record 
I think Robert Pattinson is going to be a great Batman. I think it, I he, don't care. Uh, I kind of care. Okay, so listen to this. So, yeah, he was in Lighthouse. Yeah, he's going to be Batman. But he's also going to be in the new Christopher Nolan movie called Tenet, which yeah. is apparently it's a biop on David Tenet's life. Just kidding. Um, Wait, who's... David Tennant, oh. he's Doctor Well, Who. that's crazy. I just I'm looking on indie indie wire like news and there's a thing about uh Doctor Who. But anyways, continue. Uh well the only th- reason why I bring up the Christopher Nolan movie is one of the news says Christopher Nolan's next movie, Tenet, secretly debuts trailer ahead of Hobbs and Shaw. Which is the mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious spin off. Which oh, man. looks absolutely delicious, oh, my I must hell. say. Someone's knocking at the door. Wow. Yeah, I don't. They're gone, and then they're not stay gone. Uh, so yeah, there. This has been a uh, touchstone world on, on trailers and what have you. I will also say August seems to be a great time for uh, movies and shows. Uh, Glow mm. is coming back. Uh, the Invader Zim movie is coming back, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited Ooh. about. Have you ever yes. heard of the show uh, Rocco's Modern Life? Uh, yeah. Well, the, that show, along with Invader Zim, is coming back to Netflix. But I don't think it's a TV show. It's coming back as a movie. Oh. It's kind of, I think, as a closer or whatever. It's like them coming back from, uh, like, they used to be in the 90s. Now they're in today, I guess. Hmm. They've been in space or something. Should hmm. be interesting. Should be, like, a nice parody of how, like, everything is coming back. And yeah. maybe it should I hope it is a parody because... Yeah, it's kind of getting annoying, but um, but um, should we um continue on to our topic? I think we should. Let's do the con- uh the transition uh music. Transition. Transition. All right, so we have now transitioned into topic land. Yeah. And um, today's topic may get us a few more views because it is on a single director. And that seems to be our thing that gives us the most views. Yes. Um, our, yeah. Uh, b- by the way, we're Sam, talk- what? Sam, we should name our next topic something called like um, how to get a million dollars and then just have the topic be about... Oh, my deal. Then we're just turning into clickbait, and that's what all YouTubers do. <laughs> then you're turning into a YouTuber at that point. That's true. We're not doing it for the clicks. We're doing it for the viewers. Yeah, exactly. Who are not clicks. Um, well, they are clicks. Anyways, so... <laughs> they are a click. Um, today's yeah, so ta- topic... Or today's topic for is today is... Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Uh, which is topical, obviously, because he just came out with his newest film, Once Upon a Time in dot, Hollywood. Dot, dot. In Hollywood? I've, yes, exactly. Yeah, in Hollywood. Um, now, I've been a huge fan of Quentin Tarantino's for the longest time. And I got to say, just right off the bat, his ninth film, I really enjoyed it. I think this was a good... Oh, yeah, you saw it. Oh, yeah, so spoilers, I guess, right? Oh, yeah, spoilers on. So you can't really listen to this unless you've seen um, Once Upon a or Time. Or if you want spoilers. Dot, dot, dot. Some people I know just read Love the story. Um, I You liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. It it was not as action-y or 
like at first I was kind of in that view of like this isn't really a Quentin Tarantino movie. There isn't a lot of fast like the dialogue isn't like a hundred percent right on. There are some points. But uh, I think this is his most, like you said to me off mic, this is his most personal uh, film and kind of just easy. Yeah. Until the very end. Until the very end, of course. Yeah. Uh, That was a surprise. Yeah. The the ending made it for me, and I think that's how everyone feels. I I think we should, slightly off topic, I I, I mentioned this to you before, but I think we should have a conversation, a larger conversation, on our show about uh film bro culture in general right i think Um, but the thing is is i think uh, to have a film bro discussion i think we need to have a a guest who is a female yeah i know we were gonna have a guest on today uh but she has a film bro over at her house now in the the term of a film bro friend playing parcheesi i yes that's what yeah exactly what does that mean? Parcheesi? Parcheesi. That is like an old person game that oh. deals with dice or something. Okay. Uh, you remember that one game, Liar's Dice, that you used to love to play? I love that game. Love that Anyways. game a lot. Yeah, so I think Tarantino fits into the... I always just feel slightly guilty about um, saying that I like Tarantino or saying positive things about Tarantino. I really... Because... No, I see the... Yes, because it's just he is the epitome of he and Scorsese, but I think more so Tarantino is this the epitome of like white male film bro culture. Now, what do you and mean by fil- really what do you wrong. mean by film bro? Like he's a guy that, who see, has that's seen what I mean a by lot we- of movies, and it's, it's I will say so- he is a man, and I I don't think his movies. Portray, his or, films, yeah, his films don't really portray women in the best light. What about They're Kill very Bill? Very macho. Yeah, I guess Kill Bill. Uh, Though the thing about like see the thing is is somebody would not, complain about is like she had to be, you know. Well, also the foot fetish thing. Also well, the foot fetish. It's, and, like also it's like not she had to, him. She had to get um like sexually assaulted before she went off and did something which i think is a little oh, bit know. of a trope what no it's yeah it's true i mean i think for him and reason, she was doing like, it I, for a man too like she's the reason like, uh, yes the reason why i have an issue with his film is not necessarily well he started out kind of like how i said with mean streets earlier how there's like a the they said like the n-word and it was like kind of like trying to be outrageous for a reason that's kind of like some of pulp fiction was like that like the whole scene where he was talking about like the dead n-words in the like in his garage or whatever yeah he didn't need it like there's some things like that that are kind of just like all right calm down calm down buddy that was definitely not like so like his first few films his first few films were like that where it seemed like it was definitely focused on like white men and kind of now you're talking about movies that are highly regarded as some of the greatest movies of all time you have reservoir dogs pulp fiction and then jackie they are but it's just it's just they're just so wait a minute hold on more of just the culture what jackie brown is about a uh black woman i haven't seen the film and also it bombed i'm not saying let me continue i have yet to finish my thoughts 
yeah, because... My thoughts are it's not necessarily just him, but he is a little bit... No, it, it's not necessarily... Let's not say him, but it's not necessarily his films. Pulp Fiction has some issues with it. Uh, and it's more so just the like the like his fan base is kind of annoying. Because the people who like base? the people who love Tarantino are people who aren't really a fan of like most movies. Uh, they're all like bros. They're all like f- like kind of frat bro kind of people, and they all just like sh- like kind of just shoot 'em up films. They either like watching like the, it's like Tarantino is the only film that like f- film like a. a fraternity bros like that isn't like brain mindless stuff so it's like the one intro for these like you know the type of people i'm talking about like these these macho film bro kind of just like they just watch i mean there's nothing wrong with it but here's the thing i i think it's just like i'm starting to realize is is that wrong is that wrong because i i i'm starting to realize it's wrong because it's like it's it's like there is definitely like an arrogance to that type of people of just like this is like the best thing in the world like this is the only thing people need to be watching and like this is like there's just so much hype behind it and i'm like there's it's great it just doesn't the hype behind it isn't necessary it's like or it's i mean it's just it's it just feels like there should be other things that people should be going crazy about and the reason why this stuff is going crazy is because it appeals to a very specific demographic that I disagree has control of 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 film right now. I disagree, and I'm not. Take, and I'm not. You. I, I disagree. Hold on. I let you talk, and this is the reason why I have to cut you off. You go on forever. Um. Well, I have very short sentences like this. I disagree sure. with you. <laughs> You're uh, like Bernie Sanders. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was Look. just like I disagree. <laughs> Wait, did you see the the thing? No, the, I haven't the, seen the thing, but I know that the the DNC debates or whatever are like everybody's making fun of Bernie. <laughs> it seems like, like, hey, s- stop yelling! Yeah. Oh, um, and then he like raises his hands. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, okay, I disagree with you because of this one point, Mr. Sammy Ferguson. I'm what? gonna do this in my Bernie uh, Sanders accent, if you don't mind. Yes, go ahead. The reason why. I disagree with your statement is that I think the film bros should have as much fun as anybody else, <laughs> whether you be a film enthusiast or a schlob who sits on your mother's couch. Well, let me then the other the main reason I think I don't like him is him. Bernie he Sanders. Annoying. Oh, Quentin no. Tarantino. Yes. Tarantino is annoying. He is constantly egotistic mm-hmm. like he is whenever i was watching or i was reading the book on like 90s indie culture um right. uh, down and dirty there pictures like there's like a yeah down and dirty pictures there was like a line in which he was going to he was talking about how he like wanted to like f- like fuck china he like wanted when he was to going over to like literally he was, china yeah, he like he had a dream about like having sex with like a Chinese woman. Oh, and he okay. woke like on his way to China to screen to screen Pulp Fiction or whatever. Uh huh. And then he was like telling the all the people in the thing, and it was like obvious that like I don't know. It's just like there's things like that, and just like every interview he has, it just 
he just seems like very egotistical and full of himself. Though like, I've also more heard so that than he's he needs not a, to be a half bad guy. Like he loves he loves films. Love, love, loves films. He does love films. And, and I, I think, think that's the, I think you do have a point there in the sense that yes, he seems overexcited, and yes, he, he does say. I don't know if he says the N-word. Like his argument, no, like he had the argument with Spike Lee in which Spike Lee was saying like, what? Like you can't say the end, like you shouldn't be saying these words. And then then Tarantino was like, I'm like more blacker than you or something like that. Whoa. And it was like, uh, what? Did he say that? Maybe that's, let did me look, let me, let me, let me fact check myself. Because I, if, if he did say that, he must have been on cocaine because uh, it's one thing to, because for people who aren't in the know, Quentin Tarantino has told his story that he grew up in a mostly black neighborhood, or like his entire school was black. His uh, mom's boyfriends were all black, so he felt like he was part, like integrated into that uh, society. Um, but that still, he's still at the end of the day almost almost bleach white in my opinion like it, i mean it, I, it seems like the more like yeah it, it seems he like he seems super white to me so if he said yeah. that he must have been hyped up on his own ego like okay you know how there are people who get um too excited about something well i think that's him i think he gets i mean to watch to be a, as obsessed as he is with movies he has to have like an obsessive personality all over the place. So he think if he thinks he's part of the black society, uh, black culture, he must think he he is black. You know, mm-hmm. if he likes uh, if he likes say uh, to uh, likes movies, he's gonna watch all the movies. Yeah. Uh, if he's gonna learn how to make a a bisque, he's gonna figure out how to catch. Uh, he's gonna go on one of those. Uh, lobster boats and catch himself mm-hmm. a lobster. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. I think he has, and like a lot of directors, they all have their different ticks, and some of them are outrageous and should be arrested. <coughs> Roman Polanski. Um, mm-hmm. Others have just obsessive. Uh, you know, that's the thing that makes them crazy is what makes them a good filmmaker. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely, and like, this is why I'm kind of pulled, and which is why I kind of want to have, I wanted to bring Karina on, and we'll have this conversation again, except on a more wider spectrum of just film bro in, in general, but, which is why I'm kind of, she hates Tarantino, by the way, she, she like, absolutely she loves hates, Tarantino, hates she hates Tarantino, Quint- oh, okay, and she, wow, so, oh, that, that would have been, we should just talk about how great an episode this would have been, well, it will happen, but, the show must go on. Anyways, um cuz um do that, I do I love Quentin Tar- so there's loathe which means you hope this person dies and then there's okay. love meaning you would sacrifice your body for this person. Okay, well those are two extremes. Well, the- I'm saying I'm saying let me say my point. The reason why I'm conflicted by it is I do like his films though. Like I do like Reservoir Dogs. I do like Pulp Fiction. I haven't seen Jackie Brown. Uh, Paul Kill Bill's okay. I love Kill Bill. <laughs> Kill Bill. I was 
the thing with Tarantino as well is you if you see the films that he talks about, you see him ripping scenes off completely. Like the one fight scene at the end of Kill Bill Two, with like the one with the you know the giant fight scene. Are you talking There's about? There's so many. Are you talking about volume? Kill one, Bill One. Sorry, Kill which Bill is, One. Uh, a rip off of Lady Snowbird. Uh, Snow. Snowflake. Ladies. Well, it's the one Bruce Lee film. Oh, City of Death. Well, I, I guess. There's the one scene where they're, like, fighting in some uh, domo, and it's, like, literally, even that one scene when she's all on the ground cutting off people's legs. Yes. There's that scene as well, like, in, oh, in, right. the, in the Bruce Lee film. Like, he's doing it with nunchucks. And there's just so many things that it's, like, they're cop- he was copying. Even, like, some of the camera angles was copied and but stuff. But he said, and here's the thing, and maybe this is why he's hated more so, is he's looked into the camera and said that he knows he steals these films. And I don't think that's I don't know I I, I mean it basically our thesis of this po- one of our theses of this podcast is how much we hate unoriginal stuff, uh, mm-hmm. but I I I think that's why maybe but he, I, he isn't original in that sense. But, but I guess um, the difference. Go ahead. I think I think that's the thing. I mean, you have flour. You can't reinvent flour. It's what you do with flour to make something new and i think that's what he's that's not a good analogy i think it's i think that's actually a really good analogy yeah but but the difference is that's why you said it wasn't a good analogy no the the, using flour in this analogy is saying like you can't reinvent the camera like that's a tool to make something to make a final project if you're taking say you see something on tv and you reconstruct that maybe with a few tweaks but you reconstruct that recipe that's what this is like Cause that I mean it's it's taking all of all of it. It's taking like the shot. It's taking like the the pacing. It's taking all of it. But that being said, I'm not. I don't think it's that big of a deal because at least he's. It's not. Well, it's using films that people might not even really know about. Right. And he's not doing. He's not doing it to be like I know this works. He's doing it just because I like it. And I think that's um, why him being an obsessive. Uh, a, cyclop- a video cyclopedia is where he outranks other people in the sense that he's just a machine. But instead of turning out, say, the next Dark Knight, like he didn't watch just the Dark Knight and be like, ooh, I'm going to make that movie. You know? Mm-hmm. He's like, ooh, I saw Lancer, right? Some mm-hmm. TV show from the 60s that has honestly no one I've ever heard of. And he's like, I'm gonna turn that into a movie. Mm-hmm. Who's ever? It's it's basically, you know what it is. It kind of reminds me of how uh, researchers or lawyers, a good lawyer doesn't look for like the laws on the top of the of the uh, law books to get someone mm-hmm. off. They go deep and they search. You know, you see those uh, scenes in movies where people are looking through books and books and like encyclopedias to find that one nugget of uh, information to get their uh, client off. That's what Quentin Tarantino is. He's he's dug real deep, real deep, and for some reason he thinks that's cool, and he gets the best DPs and the best actors and recreates it, and everybody goes, wow. And in that sense, I say hooray. Uh, and that's where I think my dip, and th- I think that's why, in my opinion, uh, why I enjoy his stuff more than, say, a Marvel movie because they're not really scratching too much deeper to get the source. 
But I mean, he doesn't. The thing, I guess, part of the thing is, is, is he doesn't. His films aren't really that deep into, and which is why I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a little bit different because a little bit is more of a. The characters have a little bit more of a depth to them. Very much so. Um, it, it was almost kind of I, after the movie. It took me a little bit, but it, I really haven't seen a a uh, Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he he's hamming he is hamming it up, but he's the loser in this film, and he's not even a depressed like a you know a three dimensional. I mean, I guess he has three dimensional, but he almost seems like he's just a depressed guy. Yeah. Who also has a, a like. And it doesn't seem like... Well, I, I see it more so as like he wasn't... He was just in a low point in his career. And I think the the fact that he was now becoming friends with Sharon Tate... Spoilers, obviously, at the end. Um, Do you think... Yes. Was a sign that... Um, was a sign that his that it was kind of showing that now it's going to go in the up and up. Like, now things are going to get better. And, th- and that's him. what I was thinking. Like, I, I was thinking after the movie, was there ever really a a... a character arc in this he's a he's a has-been and then he gets a few movies under his belt that like he has one happy day and then it basically just ends with him being kind of drunk in the pool and then an intruder gets into his house and he burns this intruder alive yeah there's no real like he like he'll meet sharon tate but he'll still be kind of sad and he won't have brad pitt around I have to say, I think I I am more of a fan of the Inglorious Bastards and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood than I am of his earlier stuff. I don't know. Well, I, I'm like I, I've decided that Inglorious Bastards. I love Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards think. was so great. And I loved. I think that's his my favorite film of his because it's it does that same thing where it messes with the ending and. I don't know. I mean, you're talking me out of it, which is why I wanted Karina on, because like I'm kind of go back and forth with, with Tarantino. But it's now, like, yeah, his films are like they're they're easy to watch. Like yeah. this one is also like this movie is cool because it's like such a deep dive into what the '60s. Like he completely changed that Boulevard, Hollywood Boulevard, to be what it looked like in the '60s. Like you know what it also is. I'm I'm I love this analogy by me of people looking through books. It's like the end of Ratatouille where <laughs> the rat, Remy, is trying to figure out what to serve this disgruntled chef. And he looks through a couple of books and he, you know, he doesn't look at the first page or the second page. It takes till the middle page to find Ratatouille. That's mm-hmm. what Quentin Tarantino, it, it's like we didn't know that we needed this in our life and he's just pulling it out, which makes me think. Is he actually a great director, or is he a, a really just a producer in disguise? Or I think, of course, I think he's a better writer than he is a director. Yeah, I think that's where his better. Well, but he is a good director as well. I think he he does a good job of of is taking that, you know, things he's a, slow he's a, when they needed to go slow. I think he's a fantastic director, but I think I think where he lies is he's so over the toply enthused about his work. That mm-hmm. it makes the actors like it even more so, and I think that's yeah. the difference. I mean, he's just so into it, and that's why he only has nine movies under his belt instead mm-hmm. of say fifty. Or by the, I, I'm trying to think by the time Martin Scorsese, no. if we're gonna compare, oh, um, 
It, like, he doesn't mince his movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Quentin Tarant, like, Martin Scorsese, there's that old famous saying where it's, like, one for them, one for me. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino doesn't do any for them. He mm-hmm. wallow He wallows in his money and then does a movie every three or four years. Like, the you last... You I found out? Yeah. You know, I found out, I didn't realize this, but, um, his, like, main uh editor uh died. sally Menke died uh after inglorious bastards after inglorious bastards and i think that might be part of the reason why the last two films django and uh um hateful eight hateful had a different eight had a different good. feeling yeah had a no, different feeling to them and i looked it up that guy who um Edited. He edited uh, such movies as uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, and mm-hmm. another movie that I forget what he was doing. But he did. I don't think he did Django Unchained, but he did do Hateful Eight. And Hateful mm-hmm. Eight is by far the worst of the movies because it takes a great cast and does like puts them in a room, and the, it's not even a fun that great of a story. Mm. So I don't know what was going yeah. on. Well, Death Proof, Death Proof, which is regarded as his worst movie. Um, he also it's the same director, the guy uh, or the same editor, the guy that did Django Unchained and Hateful Eight, and Once Upon a Ho- Time in Hollywood is all the same person. Uh huh. It's all Fred Raskin. Oh, he did do Django Unchained. Huh. Yeah, he did Django Unchained. Where there um, you have it. I, and I'm not saying he's doing a bad job. I just think there is a noticeable difference. There is a glorious bat. Like there really is a feel, and I can't tell what it is with it. Um, I do. I do like Django and Chain. The more I watch it, um, it's. I. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a little bit more of. Uh, though, fun the cuts, fact: the cuts. The thing is, is like I think the difference is the cuts in Sally Mankey's work seemed a little bit more artistically driven the the ones in once even like once upon a time in hollywood i don't really think of it much for the editing as much it just seems a little bit more cookie cutter like it doesn't a lot of like there was so many quick cuts and then it like complete juxtaposition of like slow long takes uh with sally Mankey's work that this fred guy is it just seems a little bit more hollywood honestly it seems a little bit more like i know what i'm doing i don't know how to do it. it's not it doesn't take as many risks well i and wonder sally i think had fall, fallen into that i, I wonder just like if having reason, her own thing well i wonder if it's because she grew with him as a director mm-hmm. so like he yeah maybe and then this guy came in you know i mean anybody after if Anybody who was editing with him after Pulp Fiction probably did see him in a different light, but it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know it's this wimpy looking guy who you know to your standards probably does look kind of like a douchebag um, making a movie, and now all of a sudden it's like oh these movies are fantastic. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that's why like because there's a famous story that Sally Minkin Sally Minkin. Uh, told quentin tarantino like quentin tarantino wanted this like big sex scene in Mm -hmm. pulp fiction and Mm -hmm. sally minkin's like no it doesn't fit at all and quentin tarantino being a crazy person true was like yelling at her and 
like no you should put you gotta put it in and she showed him the cut and he's like yeah that's wrong sorry yeah so i i wonder i wonder if that's something like that's conversations that don't happen as much but in hollywood i will say it's very professional so i think every great what's interesting is like you know tarantino had her uh scorsese has um delma shoemaker delma shoemaker it's like these i guess like these typical bro film bro directors have women editors which is interesting so Um, maybe like they take off some of the the things that might be overly masculine and kind of they're the ones that fold it to be a little bit more of a more universal thing, I guess. Maybe. I but also maybe, something. Yeah. Well, also, you said something about a fun fact. What was the fun fact? That was a fun fact. That. Oh, uh, also something I'm, I'm interested with Tarantino about is he had the cinematographer on on uh, Secula is his last name. Uh huh. He was the cinematographer for Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. And then all of a sudden, Shoemaker, uh, Kill Bill. I think it was Kill Bill. Wait, what was who? Who did Jackie Brown? Um, let me check. Either Jackie Brown or Kill Bill. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Looking it up. Oh. Okay. Well, Jackie Brown was a different. So, like the first two uh, directors and photographers he had. Or the first movie, the first two movies he had, he cut this director of photographer, and then he got someone else, uh, Naviro for, um, who is like who did Pan's Labyrinth, and seems to be Del Toro's guy. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be Del Toro's dude actually. He's gonna be doing Um, the uh, the new Voyage of Doctor Doolittle, and then he switched over to the guy he's had since Kill Bill, uh, who his name is. I'm looking. (laughs) Uh, this guy, this now. guy you're talking about, this uh, uh, Gil- uh, Guillermo yeah. Navarro. He also yes. was um, Robert Rodriguez's guy for a little bit. He did Desperado. Yeah, so maybe that's that might be why he he used him. But now he has Robert Richardson, which is the same person he's been using since Kill Bill, uh, Part which, One. That guy is a pretty well known cinematographer. He's correct? a very well known. Like he's he's. He's up there with um, Robert Deakins of, like, working with people. Like, he, he's not just Tarantino's guy. Like, he's worked with a lot of different people. He's also the and, yeah. guy who did, was able to, like, find, like, how to use that Panasonic, or what is it, Cinescope lens? Like, he was the guy who, like, brought that back for Hateful Eight and then did nothing oh. with it. Yeah, that was stupid. That, I'm just I saying, think that's I the feel reason like... why I was not a big fan of the Hateful Eight. It's like saying, let's... Like, it's like saying, let's use that NASA, like, uh, Stanley Kubrick saying, let's use that NASA camera to, uh, shoot all natural light. And -hmm. then the only shot, it takes all place, it takes all place in a bathroom. And any time the guy farts, a candle, like, glows. (laughs) I wish it was like that. And then you see that it's, um, Rob Schneider is the main actor. (laughs) Yeah, okay, well, that's we're getting into a dream world right now. Um, <laughs> and it's three hours of that. But I think it's interesting of how Tarantino has now surrounded himself with an editor and cinematographer that has now completely... I mean, obviously the editor isn't his fault, but the people around him now are different than the people who he started out with. And I really like the shots of Pulp Fiction. Like, the shots in Pulp Fiction were, like, amazing. So I've always, I was just, I'm always kind of interested why he completely dropped him. 
And I think it's probably just like he's just making more money and he wants to get like a more well-known. Dropped it. What do you mean dropped it? Dropped two. He dropped the the direct uh, the DP, the oh, first right. guy. Yeah. The guy that did Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. But so much of like the what you think of as like the shots of of Reservoir Dogs and of, of Pulp Fiction, which I'm sure at that point, Tarantino probably wasn't even thinking about him. He was just thinking about, like, it's all his, all his creation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, it'd be interesting if they paired up again, his first uh, director of well, photography. Well, maybe they could pair up for his last film, uh, the Star Trek film, which... I don't think this is his last film. I don't think so, too. He's also in it's discussion so... about doing... Like you know how bands all the time say this is our farewell tour. That's what yeah. Quentin Tar- that's what Quentin Tarantino is doing. Um, yeah, but I think He's it would just, be it's just hyping it up. Though then again, I wouldn't be surprised if it is his last movie. So I'm gonna cheat. I like would his... be surprised. And I if, think if I think does... it's it's hard for me to imagine. He's he might take five years off. Uh huh. But you know, who I can't think of any other director. Yes. excuse me who has stopped directing like if you if you have re- like what is better than being in control of a picture if that's your dream like, oh well what, i think what how, his like thing is is he wants to write books and do plays well it seems like saying. he wanted to retire like it seemed like he was more of like he was just wanted to like take a break like i was watching an interview with jimmy kimmel and uh, he he was he was pulling it off as more of just like I just got married I want to have kids oh wow it seemed like he was more of just like yeah he just got married actually like a year ago that I did um, know but Quentin Tarantino kids yeah I guess he wants to have kids so now it just seems like he's just kind of is like wants to take a break but like a break it seems for me it's like it's gonna happen after five years or so uh but I don't know. I think I mean, he, here's my thing. I think him ending with a Star Trek fe- feature is a great way to end his career because, as we've discussed, he is so enraptured by old TV and just the 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 feeling of it that I think he's gonna put it like to end his career with a movie that he did not create, like truly create, um, and ended on like basically a TV movie. It's kind of a fitting end. Yeah. And it's the most well-known TV, like, franchise ever. Like, I'm trying to think of something else uh, that's not from TV. Tarantino is definitely a a very unique director. Because his stories, because for me, it's, like, my favorite types of films, the films that I, like, I love are the films that really dive into, like, the human condition and, like, dive into, like, say, Her, for instance, Spike Jones's film, or um, uh, 2001's Space Odyssey. See, <laughs> Things that are, like, these films that have so much more of, like, a deeper kind of just, like, but still has some of that cool coolness to it and has kind of, like, that, that raw feeling of just, and fast moving and like you're on the edge of your seat i still like that it's just for me it's like tarantino it's it's i just feel guilty liking his films because it's like right on that border of being popcorn and kind of like now it's just like so well like so like such an institution now it's like tarantino film you know yeah. that and it's like it's kind of on that edge you know and i think that's why he fits into my wheelhouse because my favorite movies 
of the movies that uh, I that catch me off guard or really make me it feel different. So like say like and all of his movies have that except for except for Hateful Eight, which the only surprising thing was is that it's very boring. Yeah, it's um, very boring. But like say like Anyways. something that threw me off for like Kill Bill One was when it switched to black and white all of a sudden. You know, it's those mm-hmm. editing choices, those acting choices. Like even in Once Upon a Time in, Ho- in dot 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 Hollywood, it was weird when he, you know he's Brad Pitt's on the set and him and Bruce Lee are fighting, and then it mm-hmm. becomes kind of cheesy, where that Zoe Bell woman shows up and it's like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck did you do to my?" Oh wait, let me try to do my uh, New Zealand accent. Uh, <clears throat> Hey, well, what did you do to my bloody car? Hold on, let me try to do it in my Bernie <laughs> accent. Oh, my doll. What? Which one of you dinglings did this to my car? That sounds more like yeah, Barack Obama. Good. Yeah. Which uh, one of you? I hope. I hope. Nah, I, I lost it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's really hot in here. We should probably move on because we have ten minutes, uh, eight minutes left ah. uh, of, sub- of stuff we've watched. Uh, um this week is there any last minute things you have to say yes i give so i will say i can't use once upon a time in dot 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 hollywood or whatever as my movie i seen but i give it a 7.7 out of 10 and recommend to go see it yeah i should you should definitely see it i mean it's definitely one of his best it's really long this decade really but um oh i also got to see it in a drive-through or a drive-in, mm-hmm. which was really cool. It was my first drive-in movie, and uh, the new thing these days is you can turn your tune your radio to the theater. Oh! So my roommate and I were watching it, and we were sitting in the car, and it was all around us. That's it was so crazy. cool, like the audio was amazing. So That's I got crazy. a really cool. Um, his mirror on his dash was a little dirty, but I don't know. It kind of added to it. But I, yes, what I are just, the last uh, things well, the last thing for me is I just, I guess I just remain undecided because I, I just, I, I really, uh, I want Karina to be here. Yeah, I can't wait to have conversation. Also, to we have need this to think about conversation. Well, we need other film bros, as you say, because, yeah, I mean, Martin Scorsese and but I, yeah, I, I love. Also, we I love. We wait, let me let me finish scissors. my point. Let me let me finish my point. I love Inglorious Bastards. I love. I do like Pulp Fiction. I I like a lot of his films. It's just him as a person and his fan base. I just it's I'm not very readily just like I love him. You know. There you go. I think. Yeah. See, That's I'm the same way with Rick and Morty. Love the Rick and Morty. Yeah. Love the creators. That's true. Do not like the fans. Though I will say something I want to make a vow to is there's a term called gatekeeping. Have you ever heard of this term, Sam? No. Where it's basically saying, like, don't deny people, you know, if it's not hurting anybody, try not to, like, why why destroy their fun? And a lot That's of true. it is is kind of what we do in the sense that, like, if you it, it's bad to like something if it's popular. But I, yeah. I like to say that I hopefully the reason why it's not we dislike and I'm maybe I'm talking for both of us, but I'll talk for myself. It's not that I dislike 
popular things. It's just that I find that the popular things are uh, not very surprising or it's just it's very dulling and for me it's not, also not uh not very um challenging for me it's also like i just see where these films what their effect are is on the industry itself i think that's Especially that's Marvel what it films. is i, I think like it's just... those films like like it's it's like those films just perpetually are gonna if they're doing successful they're just gonna keep making those types of films and they're just and that's i guess also with this as well it's just like he's doing well like this film is still like the the beacon of just like the indie film person but that's all fake now these films aren't indie anymore there's a, so much pulling of strings that it's just like he's now a hollywood insider he's been for a while which makes he's me he's now think... just like it's it's not about like he's the one of the great auteurs anymore he, he's he's a hollywood guy that the people are like using to be like this is the sort of film that you need to make like if you're anyone else that's not like this type of filmmaker in but, a lot of different ways see that then you're gonna struggle that's that's the thing that i i fear because my dream is to become a successful director of sorts but there is a time when you can't be an auteur not an auteur but you lose that indie status because you're so darn rich. Yeah. Well, so anyways, I, we should move on. I just want to say, minutes. I just want to plant this here so uh, FBI people can use this later. My plan, mm. of course, as long as all my loved ones are satisfied or in the know, uh, I'm going to plan a fake death. And then come back huh? as a different person. Damn. See, that's Hollywood, um. baby. <laughs> Anyway, what's a movie you've seen this week? Okay, so a movie that I saw is I haven't seen any movies, but I started watching the uh, Amazon Prime The Boys, which is based off of Garth Guinness, and I forget the author, but it's based off a, co a graphic novel about uh, basically superheroes are how superheroes are in, say, the DC universe, uh, but they're horrible people, and they're run by a corporation. And I'm talking mm -hmm. horrible, like steal murder like they don't care like there's a scene and this is in the comics where like a plane they're trying to save people from a plane but because of the ingenuity of the plane and basically the physics of it they realize even though they killed the terrorist on the plane they can't save the people so they just let it go and they mm -hmm. have no remorse so it's that kind of stuff and and the mm -hmm. boys are these uh people who basically try to put them in the in their place and it's pretty cool. it good it's, it's really good i love it what is it called again it's called the boys and okay, the boys. honestly i think it may be better than the comic because the comic is graphic i mean if oh. there's a moment for somebody to masturbate or something gross they put it in mm -hmm. like at any moment this at least you can have at least i can I don't see, and also I was reading this comic when I was a young, young man, mm -hmm. uh, when I shouldn't probably have been reading was it. Was this one of those Max comics? It was not a Max comic, but it was in the same, it was worse than Max comic. Like, oh. it was on that same flow of comics. Damn. But this, this was like jerking off, child mutilate. it's just, it's all over the place. So the, wow. there's no way that the, the 
Amazon will go that route, and from what I'm seeing, is not. But it's still pretty bad and tasteful. Hmm. Anything for you? Um, I mean, this week had just been really busy with moving in and such, so I really haven't had too much time to watch anything. I mean, I see. I said I finished Mean Streets, but I've already seen that a few times now. Um, I guess the only thing is, like, I started watching Being There, the oh. Hal Atsby film. Oh, I love and that And this is movie. now the second f- time that I've started watching it. Uh, and I feel like I just need I just need to finish it. Just sit down. This is how I do it. But I haven't. Sit I have yet down, to do it. Get yourself a $16 or cheap Francis Coppola wine. Make sure you have a meal beforehand so you're not mm-hmm. over drinking. And just enjoy it. I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved it. No, I, I definitely need to have more time to sit down and watch movies because it's, it's been a while since I've just sat down and watched one. Same here. I just want to put on the record, I've been drawing this animation for the longest time. It's been one year, five months, and 21 days, uh, and I finally finished today, so I can finally, my weekends are finally open, and after work is finally open. We're probably so. right about time, uh, done now. Uh, now you know Zach's free, so you can call him anytime. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's it for today. And uh, we'll let you know what's happening next week uh, when it comes. Love! Right. Godspeed, everyone. Godspeed. Bye. Bye. Bye.